Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked, who also has a cold. <laughs> Tio. Hi, I'm Tio, and I play Constance the Expert, and I do not have a cold. And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin Hughes, who has a cat allergy. <laughs> Thank you all for the medical update. <laughs> we have concluded our fifth mystery slash adventure. Yay. This one was a bit more of an adventure. And again. Yes. And we're all still alive. You didn't die. Good job. Yes. Good job. Go us. How are you all feeling after your adventure into and out of Otherwear? Five harm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the highest harm for Alvin? Uh, no, I think I've been to five before. Okay. Looking at where the marks are on the, on the paper, <laughs> I have not hit six, though. It's a rare occurrence mm. where you get up to five. Well, when you have someone that does four harm on a hit. Sir Gawain hit. means business. It's a big Oof, old out sheet. Like, uh, I can't lie, Jer would have liked to have checked out a lot more of those theaters. <laughs> she has some ideas about what kind of theaters she would have been in if she had been able to make some kind of agreement with it. She, she wouldn't, she's not going to. There's still but time. But <laughs> she has some ideas. There were parts of it that she certainly enjoyed a lot. And generally, law enforcement was, you know, a little to almost non-existent presence <laughs> in the theaters. So she appreciated that. That's true. I think we only had one law enforcement officer in that in that whole yep. adventure. But it is great to be home in front of a, a friendly audience back in the moonscape. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to catching up with the friends and all the things she can steal. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, we're back in the world that things don't disappear when you go through doors. That's true. true. Major downside to otherwhere. You can't steal things. Yeah. Yep. Stuff yep. keeps disappearing when you steal it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Constance? How are you feeling? Well, I think Constance has gone into to-do mode so much in these theaters of like, okay, we need to do this. We need to get here. We need to not do genocide. That's a big one. It's a big <laughs> thing on the list. You managed to avoid um, it. Good job. Yeah, you know what? When you put your mind to something like not committing genocide, you cannot accomplish it. It's amazing which is what good. you can what you can't accomplish when you really work together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think she's probably just now starting to come down from like these are the things we need to do to stay alive, and starting to come into oh my god, I have to tell my mom that I found her sister, <laughs> and who's your age? Who's my age? Uh -huh. Yes. You know, I, I, I wish that this wasn't the case, but I think legitimately Constance's first thought was she will never be able to talk to me about not accomplishing something ever again in my life <laughs> because I literally brought her sister back. That's it. I put that one down and my mom holds her tongue about my art thing for the rest of her life. Take um, that, mom. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, it's going to be a very weird thing. And there's probably not a book on how to tell someone that you found their sister that's been in stasis, more or less. But uh, yeah, she's going to have to figure out how to do that. It's going to be a lot of emotional growth for Constance that she is now realizing she is coming back to. <laughs> What was your all's favorite moment or alternatively favorite theater? Oh, I had a lot of fun in the Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. That was sure. very fun. <laughs> you cut loose in the Odyssey, Alvin. It was tailored <laughs> to my strengths. As Hannah speaking, 
I had the most fun with the Victorian house one. That mm-hmm. one to me felt like it was the most like one shot. We got a bit of investigation, mm-hmm. a bit of fighting, a bit of like, I mean, the, the end part where we're like racing up the stairs and like going to the truck like that felt very exciting to me. So I, I think I, I mean, I enjoyed all of the theaters. I thought it was a really fun concept, but I think the second one was the one that I had the most fun with. I also really, really liked, look, I'm I'm a sucker for any kind of Sherlock-esque mystery. <laughs> so the idea of essentially being in a play for keeps escape room slash Sherlock mystery is, is my <laughs> ideal situation. Mm-hmm. But I also really, really enjoyed kind of getting into the deep lore of this place, being mm-hmm. near the tree and just kind of getting that experience after we'd gone through all these essentially like fun theme parks. We circled around Disneyland and now at the end we finally were in the secret basketball court in the middle of Matterhorn and it was <laughs> intense and amazing and we probably should sign an NDA about it and I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should I reveal some other theater ideas? Yes. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. And now we have Mr. Blue. He can take us on field yeah, trips. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's a thing that we can totally do, right? <laughs> we get back from the interlude like, uh, I'm not ready for real world yet. <laughs> uh, I had an idea for a, a respite in case things... You actually did quite well until mm-hmm. you got to Avalon right. and then things really popped off. Uh, but I had an idea for a respite theater called the Grand Casino, Ooh. where it would be a, a really garish and outlandish casino where the anchor would be Jimmy Hoffa uh, <laughs> and all of the kindred would be leprechauns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mechanus, a steampunk floating city uh, led by oh. anchor Amelia Earhart. <gasps> oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that would have been my jam. Mm-hmm. That would have been dope. Uh, and then some other ideas that I didn't quite flesh out, but a medieval quest theater mm-hmm. with a dragon, mm-hmm. superheroes, and the Lost City of Atlantis. Ah! Nice. Very oh, nice. Man. Can this be our new side podcast? We just hop into a theater as like a, you know, a, a much fancier magical version of VR. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Quinn, did you specifically pick which order they came in or did you roll for them at all? Uh, I did pick the order because I wanted a certain sort of buildup and sequencing. Mm -hmm. Like Devil's Folly was very much to to sort of introduce you to the concept. Grimsby Manor was to, you know, have a bit of fun and also to introduce Moriarty. Mm -hmm. The Odyssey obviously had its own importance. And then the center, Avalon. Nice. And I always thought it'd be fun to do a space escape. Yeah. Yeah. If Moriarty ends up being Alvin's nemesis, he's going to be really disappointed with how anti-intellectual their bouts will be. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge you to a battle of wits. Mm -mm, Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. I have a bat. We'll see what happens. We'll see what what happens. I don't know. Does anybody really know what's going to happen? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, Did anything particularly surprise you? I definitely like the surprise of Georgiana. Definitely, oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was the like face crack of like what? Yeah, having one of the anchors be not only someone that we are familiar with, but where Georgiana's been this whole time was really great. Yeah, that was very good. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. The yeah the inner theater Avalon Huge. inside the tree was was good. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was actually right. kind of where the idea for Otherware came from. It's like mm-hmm. thinking about Avalon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like an, an alternate sort of space. And it kind of I kind of built it out from there. So it made sense for it to be the center theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's where Arthur hangs out until uh, it, his hour of need. But holy fuck, Arthur. Like, there have been several opportunities for you to show the fuck back up. And I'm a little worried that there's something worse coming down the pipe. What <laughs> do you think you need dying, to wait apparently. for? Well, yeah, you, he's you just assume in a that that's a real spiral. prophecy and not just some desired wish fulfillment. Uh-huh. Oh, God damn From it! From what I saw, he was very busy dying. Mm, yeah, yeah. Georgiana was particularly fun because I thought it added a um, an extra dimension to your your travels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The tall man obviously had his agenda that he wanted you to accomplish, but having to deal with Georgiana and Mr. Blue and like sort of the conflicting goals and outcomes there, I thought was was something fun to make this arc more interesting. I mean, it totally changed the stakes as soon as we, we met her and Georgiana and Mr. Blue being there really altered our goal. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we just there. pivoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you all have any questions for me? Did we do things the way you more or less expected? You never do things the way I expect you to. <laughs> <laughs> Especially That's with fair. the competing outcomes and goals, I I had very little idea of how this would all play out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say this was in the realm of things that I considered, but I considered an abnormally large number of things for this particular arc. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm trying to phrase a question around the fact that we kind of aced all the travel roles. Do you wish yeah. we would have uh, mm. failed or mixed success on some of those? No, I don't think so. I think narratively it followed well. Mm-hmm. I had some fun stuff planned for Devil's Folly if uh, if you got stuck right. there, some some train heists and stuff, but I think the pacing okay. worked out well. Mm-hmm. well. I think it's time for end of session questions. Yes. 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 Give us. Did you conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think so. I agree. I feel like the mystery wasn't so much go write the thing in there. The mystery was kind of why and what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And indeed, you figured that out through some yes. careful diplomacy and exploration <laughs> in otherware. Excellent. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? Most definitely. Yeah. 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 Who did you save from certain death or worse? Georgiana. I mean, well, I guess technically we don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, an eternity in a, in a cool playground is kind of cool, but it's also kind of like prison. We saved mm-hmm. each other from certain death a bunch of times, and I feel like we saved Mr. Blue from something say, worse. I think we saved yeah. Mr. Blue from certain death. Does it count if you're the one who put him in danger? Yes, we? of course. We well, got him back out again. We didn't. The he question is, did there. you save someone, Quinn? <laughs> so by the letter of the law... <laughs> It is not a further inquiry about who put that person in danger. So yes, if you want to ask a follow-up question, you are welcome to write to Powered by the Apocalypse and <laughs> tell them to clarify that fucking question. But until they do, yes, we <laughs> saved them, Quinn. Although I, again, would argue Blue is an adult, right? Question yeah, mark. It's not um, our fault he's Gaga for Georgiana. Yeah, made their own choices, you know? We were just there to uh, offer a way out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Qu- Quinn. Quinn. 
All right. He could have stayed there and fought Prairie. That's not our. This is this is questionable. This is questionable, but it's borderline. I will give it to you. Yay! Even if it's questionable. We say, listen, we don't know exactly how many lives we saved by not putting the tall man's name in the book. That's a also. very good point. We oh. didn't do genocide again. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. I want to be clear, mostly for the listeners. But also for you, there would have been no genocide if you wrote <laughs> if you wrote <laughs> that in the book. We well, but we didn't know that was, those that. were not the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up question, Quinn. Sure. Would there have been other crimes that are considered war crimes under the Geneva Convention that we could have committed if we put the name in the book? Valid like, question. You know anything? Yeah, else tall man wouldn't have worn. Uh, I don't know the extensive list of crimes in the Geneva Convention, <laughs> so I can't commit to that. Kyle just pulled up a good one. Yeah, tall man wouldn't have worn his uh, uniform, clearly identifying himself as an outside kindred. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seems, that's one. At least. Did you learn something new and important about the world? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite a I few swear, things. Quite a few things. Yeah. What did you learn? Well, we learned that King Arthur is still alive. And Spoiler. real. <laughs> Spoiler. It was last episode. <laughs> Two episodes ago. Um, uh, We learned a lot about the 13 seals, that they have five Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. to close them. We learned that Georgiana is still alive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that there are kindred that live in otherware, and there are some that live outside of otherware, and they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. Shall I go on? We learned that the portals are open. It could spell catastrophe for both the human world and otherware. We learned that Otherware started at Avalon and that it's been growing as more kindred make deals with humans and make them little personal play parks. We learned about just the nature of the theaters, that each of the theaters is an agreement between a human and somebody from Otherware. And the the nature of it is it creates something that is specifically their heart's desire. We learned that to gain access to Otherware, you need your true name written in the book. We learned mm-hmm. that we most likely have the true name of the tall man. What if it actually is Dorian? Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, just what Dorian. What if it's a like hide in plain sight kind of it's thing? It's Dorian, it but written says, in Elvish. Not even. It's just win- Wingdigs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Comic Sans. You can't comprehend my true name. It's written in Wingdings. Wingdings. You must it's select just, and uh, change font. It's the symbol that Prince used when he was the artist formerly <laughs> oh my known gosh. as Prince. <laughs> Kindred formerly known as Dorian. <laughs> yeah, so I think you you learned quite a bit about the world. Mm-hmm. This we learned Yay. more of this mystery than any other mystery. Yeah. That's for sure. sure. Even about ourselves, really. Well, what hey, we're willing mm-hmm. to do. Perfect segue. <laughs> Did you learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yes. Uh, We learned that Constance keeps I'm sorry (laughs) cards in her Instagram backpack and that she apparently has stocked up on ones that are specific to us since becoming part of the crew. So I think that's a very important thing that we learned. Definitely. We learned that Alvin's got a kind of a connection to Otherware that Mm -hmm. he found and Morgana seemed to half expect him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So that is, well, it's either three or four, but it doesn't matter because if you answer yes to three or more, you get to mark two experience. 
Yay. Has anyone Woo. leveled up? Just yes. did. Yay, me too. All right, we got three level ups. Does anyone know what they would like to take for their advancement? Yes, I do. What do you got? I'm going to mark another two basic moves as advanced. And I'm going to select protect someone, which I've done a bunch of. Yeah. And act under pressure, which I also did a bunch of. <laughs> I've got a lot of practice. And You're becoming a highly skilled monster hunter, Alvin. I'm becoming a highly skilled monstrous. It's a fine line. Mm -hmm. Fine line. Yeah, one of these advanced moves is turning evil again. <laughs> oh, boy. So, final boss. <laughs> what does an evil Alvin look like? Does he just, like, not share his snacks? He's got a, a patch of his beard that's where the goatee would be that's darker. Oh, I see. Aww. And he wears a lot more sunglasses. So you have, like, a shaded it's like goatee. like community version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's regular Alvin, but he's got like cardboard paper goatee <laughs> taped to his face. Literally from community. <laughs> Reference. Uh-huh. Uh, I like to imagine also that um, instead of having a is a country accent, he gets like, I don't know, a Long Island accent. <laughs> We're German. Oh, very nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a go-to movie bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. German or English? Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Constance, JR. Mine's pretty simple as well. Um, I'm taking mark two of the basic moves as advanced, and the two that I am taking as advanced are manipulate somebody and use magic. Excellent. And I am giving us a trifecta here of also taking two advanced moves. <laughs> Level up. So I'll be taking advanced for investigate a mystery and read a bad situation. All right. Yeah. Nice. Everybody's getting advanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting PhDs in monster hunting. I think we have every <laughs> ability marked advanced except help out now. It's never been. Yep. It's never really been. <laughs> Our strong suit. Listen, no. if you listen to last episode, we didn't do very well at that. <laughs> I think that was the first move. time. Three failures. <laughs> yeah. Three hard moves on the table at once. Yeah. We really yeah. beefed it. <laughs> yeah. All right, with that, I think we are ready to begin. After collecting your bearings in the moonscape, the five of you make your way out from the sunken valley where the entrance to Otherware is located. Constance's car is still there. It's covered in a thin sheen of dust and sand. Ooh. And the five of you make your way back to the studio. It is unoccupied when you arrive. The door is locked, but Constance, I assume you have your keys, I hope. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have a spare that I keep at all times sewn into the side of my jacket. Natch, of <laughs> course. Very Constance. I was going to say, Quinn, if you make her roll preparedness for her house key. <laughs> Oh, God, don't give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and the five of you head inside. The breach in the back has been mostly boarded up. Constance, you do sense that your protection spell has reactivated. Yay. <laughs> it's reconstituted enough that it's working. It looks like quite a few people have sort of been in the studio and maybe been more or less living here, uh, but mm. there's not anyone here currently. Okay. You need to augment that protection spell. I mean, you imagine based on the <laughs> piles of books stacked up, the mad tinkerer's workshop that's been set up, the murder board at the kitchen table, <laughs> that it's it's been the Daylight Society who's been here. Oh, for sure. And uh, there are some messages 
left amidst this sort of mess for the three of you. Aww. We're going to be using a tool that's not specific to Monster of the Week, but is common and powered by the Apocalypse games called Love Letters, which are things that I provide for you as a GM to sort of catch up after a period of time has passed. And we're doing this because when you all get back and get your bearings and get your phones and electronic devices to start working again, it has been two months since you left for Otherware. Wow. Ooh, holy shit. I was, bet my hair was is anyone so taking care now. of Was anyone taking care of my suits? <laughs> was somebody opening up the bags and telling them that I would be back? Like, you might they, have to go check worried? on them, JR. Were they scared? Oh, my poor suits. I've never been alone this long. <laughs> JR, if you, if you go look at them, they appear to be well tended for. And there's a note from Jasper that says, I got you. Aww. <laughs> Jasper, thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, that was my immediate concern. <laughs> uh, okay. Would anyone like to go first? Sure. Alvin, you come in and taped to the refrigerator door is a note from Sarah. It reads, Hey, big bro. Hope you're staying safe over in Bizarro World. Don't be mad, but I sort of <laughs> expedited my induction into the Daylight Society. I know you want me to be safe, but I, <gasps> I can't just sit around and do nothing. Especially if I'm supposed to be some sort of guardian. Anyway, Galvan agreed to help me out with investigating what Chamberlain and the rest of the Cabal have been up to. They're being really careful, but we managed to scrape together a few clues. Some light reading for whenever you get back. Love, Sarah. Aww. Aww. Yeah, I, I read that with a wide, proud, big brother smile. <laughs> to see how the investigation has unfolded in your absence, give me a roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold two. On a 7 and 9, hold one. On a miss, you still hold one but the investigation has drawn unwelcome attention. And this is with my sharp? How the fuck does reading a letter cause unwanted attention? <laughs> we'll find so out. Like- <laughs> these love letters are, are sort of catch up for what's happened while you're gone. So right. it's not reading the letter. It's what's happened in your absence. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. As I roll, I think to myself, because it's using my sharp. We may have similar sharps because I think to myself, how does this, did she expect this letter to get to me in Bizarro Magic Land? (laughs) (laughs) Plus sharp. Damn. Oh, no. Do I get to mark experience for this roll? I don't see why not. Dope. Still sucks. So on a miss, you still hold one, but the investigation has drawn unwelcome attention. So you can spend your hold to ask one of the following questions. What should I be on the lookout for? How is this person connected to current events more than they're letting on? When and where will the next critical event occur? Or how is this connected to previous mysteries that we have investigated? I think I want to ask where and when the next critical event will occur. I think in the dossier that Sarah has provided you, there's some miscellaneous photographs of the members of the Cabal, Chamberlain, Jorgen Eklund, Stoney, Magda, and Augie Vall. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other like handwritten notes about their behavior. Some of it's suspicious, some of it rather mundane. I think what draws your attention is a newspaper clipping from the Firmament Daily Herald, Jorgen Eklund's paper. It has all the trappings of a puff piece, a nice, really shining, feel-good story almost. It's got a big picture in front of the Colorado National Laboratory, and the headline says... Imagine Labs set to remake the, in parentheses, virtual world as we know it. 
CNL's Augie Vol set to unveil land-breaking virtual reality technology. Ah. Hmm. Augmented by magic, no doubt. I don't know that we'll get to the consequence Mushroom immediately, magic. but Sarah and Galvan's investigation has drawn unwelcome attention, and we'll get to that later. If it went anything like Sarah and Mai's last investigation, I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Sarah learned her investigation skills from you, it's probably why. <laughs> I taught her everything I know. Yeah. JR, Constance. Yeah. I'll go next. How about that? JR, I think not too long after you arrive and you finally get service again, you have a voicemail. From Stony. Do tell. Do the voice. JR, Stony. Hope you're doing okay over in that alternate dimension or wherever it was you were headed. Doubt you got service over there, so I'm not sure when you'll get this, but honestly, probably good you left town when you did. Agent Pax has really turned the investigation up to 11. Been trying to keep them occupied as best Ooh. as I can, but they are relentless. Stay safe and, uh, Keep your head down when you get back. Oof. To see how your game of cat and mouse with Agent Pax has unfolded in your absence, <laughs> give me a roll plus cool. Mm-hmm. On a 10 plus hold two. All right. On a seven to nine hold one. On a miss, you still hold one, but Agent Pax has caused significant problems while you were gone. <laughs> well, oh. it's good that I did not roll below a seven because that is a, it's a nine. Okay. On a seven to nine nice. hold one. What should I be on the lookout for? How is this person connected to current events more than they're letting on? What here is not what it appears to be? Or how is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? What was the second one again? What did, how is this person connected to... How is this person connected to current events more than they're letting on? That's the one that I want. Okay. Jer, I think there's a follow-up text message from Stoney. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture like of a computer screen. Sort of explicitly not an email. Mm-hmm. It is a record of search warrants that Agent Pax has sought. Okay. There's a search warrant for the studio. Okay. There is a search warrant for, and maybe search warrant isn't the right term, but like discovery document request Mm -hmm. for the information and files at both the Jackalope and the Firmament Daily Herald, Mm -hmm. the Firmament Police Department's evidence database for Dorian's apartment. And a petition for access to the restricted areas of the Colorado National Laboratory. Mm, interesting. Does it say whether any of those have been granted or is it just like a list of requests? The warrant to search the studio has been granted. The warrant for Dorian's apartment has been granted. Mm. The... Request for documents and files from the Jackalope and the Firmament Daily Herald are listed as pending, and the request for access to the Colorado National Laboratory's restricted areas has been denied. Hmm. Okay. It's all very useful information. Whenever Leon shows up, I'm just going to hand the phone to him and be like, for your murder board, I don't know how to get this off the phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, noted for when Leon arrives, but he's not here. Okay. <laughs> Constance. Yes. Next to the couch, there is sort of what looks like a research station set up in that there's several laptops 
as well as just stacks of books with sticky notes on top of them and on specific pages. Mm-hmm. And on top of the primary laptop, there is a larger sticky note addressed to you. Ooh, for me. Constance, the Daylight Society Research Division, Cecilia and I, have been hard at work looking <laughs> into all the loose ends and weird shit you told us about before your adventure. It's been a slog, but I think we may have discovered some useful intel. It's all on the laptop here. Password is our favorite nickname for you. L. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh okay is it okay is it art girl is yes that the- yes yeah. definitely okay constance to see what your research team has discovered in your absence give me a roll plus sharp on a 10 plus hold two on a seven to nine hold one on a miss you still hold one but there has been a mishap setback or unpleasant consequence to the research fun mm-hmm. times all around That is a 12. Whoa. Okay. Yayer. So on a 10 plus hold two, what should I be on the lookout for? What here is not what it appears to be? What magic has been done here? Or how is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? You had several questions that you asked the Daylight Society Research Division to look into, so you can apply those questions to any of those. So I'm going to ask what magic has been done here related to my prophetic painting. And then if you'd like... I can do my second one now or after. We can do one at a time if you want. All right, yeah. Let's do one at a time. So you fire up the laptop. There's an organized OneNote that Cecilia has put together, (laughs) and it has links to just like a bunch of miscellaneous like sticky notes and Word docs and websites and everything else that Leon has sort of just scraped together in the most haphazard fashion possible. (laughs) I think there's a a tab in this document that says Constance paints weird shit. And then like in parentheses, but not normal weird. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And I think there's two things here. There is a link to an article that Leon has provided. It's a National Enquirer, I think. Okay. And the title is Florida Man Paints in (laughs) Four-Dimensional Space. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's a picture of uh, kind of a a ragged looking, slightly wild-eyed man sitting in a lawn chair with a big (laughs) canvas that he's holding and painting at the same time on the edge of the Florida Everglades. The article goes on to talk about, it's obviously meant to be, the article is obviously having a bit of fun at his expense, but this man claims to be able to paint alternate dimensions that he can see. He claims there are there are multiple alternate dimensions and they sort of overlap and intrude on our own and he captures them through the art of painting. Huh. And I think the picture in the article is a giant sycamore tree <gasps> rising up from the Florida Everglades painted in sort of a, a photo negative style of purple and bright teal. So I'm immediately going to his Etsy shop and buying that. <laughs> Gotta support. Yeah, gotta support he does not have know. an Etsy shop. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell him to make one. Okay. Invite him to a symposium. Oh, yes. <laughs> the other thing in this OneNote tab is a note from Cecilia that says, stack five, book 10, page 326. And it is one of your Boonies books. I think the title is extra-dimensional communication, communion, and consultation. 
And the chapter specifically is on mediums. And there's a small sticky note that says constants, question mark. (laughs) I have a talent other than painting, but kind of related. I'm so good at painting. (laughs) There might be a real reason why no one understands my art. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have another hold. Okay, for my second hold, I think I would like to know for the disc shard, how is this connected to our previous mysteries that we have investigated? Otherwise, I would say what here is not what it appears to be. I think you pull up the tab for the disc fragment. The first thing you notice is that there's a note that says, don't be mad, frowny face. Oh, no. Oh, God. But below that is a note that says, see Leon's murder board. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you you head over to the kitchen table where Leon has has set up. And what you see there is a world map that's been stuck onto the corkboard. It's strewn with red yarn that's interwoven and connected to these various newspaper clippings and handwritten notes and everything. And the picture that it forms after you spend no small amount of time trying to decipher the method to Leon's (laughs) madness here. Oh, yeah. Is something of a paranormal heat map. Mm. It's a reference to strange, as best as can be verified, supernatural, paranormal, peculiar happenings across the globe. Yeah, he's got a weirdo meter. Mm-hmm. And there are concentrations in areas that have particular geographic features that are interesting. Mm. There is a preponderance of strange events that happen around Firmament and the moonscape. Constance, I think you're immediately drawn to a concentration of strange happenings, particularly around the undead and restless spirits near the Skarisuara cave, near the Transylvania region of Romania. There's a picture of the interior of the cave that looks all too familiar. There's numerous disappearances of civilian and military forces near the border of Iraq and Saudi Arabia. There's disappearances located around the Bermuda Triangle. Strange weather patterns, supernatural events near the Uini salt flats in Bolivia. The Ngorongoro crater in Tanzania. The Sudong cave in Vietnam. And what strikes you is that all of these locations have distinct, almost surreal, otherworldly geography that seems to defy the natural physics of what you know the world to be. Huh. Leon appears to have identified the location of at least half of the 13 seals. Nice. Good work, Leon. When you go get the pumpkin spice latte, get one for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good for it. Good for you, Leon. Okay. All right. Okay. I think Constance literally like almost fist bumps the table a little bit, like does like a (laughs) knock knock and is like, good job, Leon. Good job. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, coming around on Leon. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Hey. That's a big deal. He's successfully done some research, so yeah. it's the one thing Constance respects. Yeah, yeah, it's a clear clear way into Constance's heart and respect. It's good factual research. <laughs> Very cool. As you all settle in and get caught up with what's happened while you've been gone, you see Mr. Blue and Georgiana 
sitting patiently on the couch, waiting for you all to debrief. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 39 of Monster Hour, where the real monster is coming home after an epic two-month journey to another dimension, only to discover that your colleagues in the secret society used all the bath bombs while you were gone. We all know what that's like, right? Right? As always, I want to thank everyone who's been helping spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, talking about us on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. New arcs always mean new NPCs, so now is the perfect time to get a little tweet storm going on the bird site. I also want to give a shout out to our newest patron, Laura. A huge thank you to Laura and all of our patrons for supporting the show and allowing us to make awesome bonus content. We just released a detailed map of Firmament with all of the locations of the show laid out, so if you want to follow along as our heroes search for clues at CNL or chase monsters down Main Street, now is the perfect time to join Laura in backing Monster Hour on Patreon. Our spooky spotlight this episode is Thornvale, another fabulous Monster of the Week podcast that just launched its second season. Last time on Thornvale Season 1. Jadis is dead, and I thought this would go away, but it didn't, which means it's something else. Something we have never dealt with before. Something's coming, and I don't know what it is, but it's not going to be good. Things have changed in Thornvale. Mysterious forces move beneath the surface of the town. More monsters are on the way. More secrets will be revealed. And inevitably, more of Bjorn's suits will be destroyed. So join us for another heart-stopping season of the award-winning Monster of the Week show, Thornvale. What new horrors does Keeper Susanna have planned for her players? Find out now at thornvalepodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Season 2 begins now. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. We will return with episode 40 of Monster Hour on December 22nd. See you then. So, the three of you, after reading the notes that your companions have left you, realize that Georgiana and Mr. Blue have just patiently taken a seat on the couch and are quietly talking to one another. My big brother's smile ends in a sharp wince of pain as I go, oh, right, all my bones. All oh, bones. my bones, my bones, my bones. <laughs> Is Georgiana actively bleeding on my couch right now? No. And in fact, neither is Mr. Blue. Huh. He does not appear to be 100%, but he's not actively bleeding. Huh. Hmm. Do I feel pain if I poke myself? Yes. Okay. Significant. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Yes, exclamation mark. You imagine perhaps kindred are able to, uh, especially ones with a pact with a human, are able to perhaps heal themselves more quickly than usual. Mm. But Georgiana also looks like she's fine. Her hand is wrapped up in some gauze. Prairie did a a little number on both of your hands, but other than that, she looks okay. Huh. Georgiana didn't take any other injuries, did she? No. No, but she was dying when she entered. Wasn't that part of the concern about bringing her back? It was. Whatever condition or injury... She doesn't seem to currently be suffering from anything. I do a little victory dance, a little I told you so dance of like, don't have to worry about the ow, 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 ow. (laughs) And I sit back down. I would like to know if 
I have not looked at it very closely since we got back. My suits were, you know, my primary concern. And then I got distracted by a very sexy voicemail. Um, but I'm opening my hand. What's on my hand? The red circle is still blazing brightly. Well, fuck. And in fact, it's kind of itchy as you look at it. Great. Okay. Still a problem, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're all in various states of not well. We do have someone who can help us with regular human anatomy issues, but I think we need to we need to fill you in a little bit here. And I'm I'm addressing Georgiana and Blue. Yeah, Georgiana doesn't know what a cell phone is, so we wanted to give you time to acclimate. We're not in a particular rush, but if you're ready, I think it would be good if we all had maybe a small chat. Mm-hmm. I'd love yeah. to know the state of the world. <laughs> Mr. Blue, yeah. I think perhaps has some questions. Yeah, let's let's chat. Constance, my dear? Yes. My niece? <laughs> yeah, look, the age thing is going to get weird, but hey, in a way, it's like you've gotten a bunch of years back, you know? Indeed, I time has been quite kind to me. Do you have any band-aids? <laughs> what is a band-aid? That's to the room, kind of, Constance. I pull out a first aid kit from the closet. Do we need help stabilizing or should are we? Because you are safe in Constance's studio, I will let you not heal, but stabilize okay. your injuries so you're no longer unstable. Great. That was the primary concern. <laughs> yeah, yes. same. If Mr. Blue is in charge of looking after squishy humans... He's probably pretty knowledgeable on what makes us die or not die. Yes, I am familiar with the human physiology, more or less. Especially have to take care of that one, Firecracker. Oh, she, she can take care of herself. I think we saw that. Okay, there are a lot of things that we need to fill you in on. Georgiana, especially you, I feel like maybe we need to get a couple of things out of the way before we do the inevitable, which is go see my mom. That would mean the world to me, Constance. She lives very close. You can literally walk there. You shouldn't because it's a waste of time. But yes. <laughs> yes, we'll take a carriage. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Wait, how? Oh, God. Okay. Um, all right. I go through a two-second thing where I show her a book. I show her an old sidekick phone. And then I, I introduce her to a smartphone. And we, we go through that, so at least she's slightly caught up on technology. <laughs> okay, so two hours later. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we get a montage of you updating Georgiana of all of the various technological advances since her <laughs> absconding to other wear. Oh, yeah. Her mind is blown, for sure. And even if, like, she's asking for a chariot, even if cars were around there, she has now spent most of her life in the Odyssey. Yep. Um, I also think because she is a relative and I feel like I can suss her out a little bit. She's going to become a huge audiophile. And so I give her an old iPod that I still have. And I go, look, this is no longer in vogue, but you're going to get such a kick out of this. And I like preload a couple of things. ABBA. I think she's going to she's going to be a fan. She um, immediately starts playing it and her face just lights up. And I think she she sort of jumps onto the the coffee table and starts dancing. Yeah! Yay! Welcome back to the world! Oh my goodness, Constance, my dear. This is lovely. We're going to go to so many concerts. Okay, but back to business. And then I kind of look around the room at everyone because 
I'm at a bit of a loss of like, how do we, where do we even start? I have a point of business that I would like to get to before we decide what the fuck we do. Yes, I believe you and I had a verbal agreement. Yeah, so uh, this is still here. I know that packed magic is powerful magic, but frankly, powerful does not mean unbreachable. And as somebody who's used to like, don't tell me the odds. I, <laughs> I, I have a belief that we can do something about this. I am under no illusions that it may be difficult, but I don't feel like spending the rest of my life ducking both the FBI and a tall man who decides that his disguise is like the world's biggest asshole, okay? I'm already mad that he fooled me. I'm not going to spend the rest of my days trying to dodge him. I'd rather just insult him. Now, (laughs) tell me about this wishbringer that you have encountered out here. We have been Uh, led to believe that the last of those outside of Otherware died centuries ago. Well, let's see. I mean, Alvin had a lot of contact with him before he showed us who he really was. He's he's very tall and has very long limbs. He speaks with kind of a clipped accent, like almost Australian, I think. He plays the violin. Does that help? Do any of you guys play violin? Did you have recitals? He wears a lot of masks in our world. Yeah. Yes. Not uncommon. I'm not sure if I've related the whole story to everybody, but I'm going to tell Mr. Blue. And if I haven't given them the complete story, uh, this is the time when almost all of the details are going to come out about, you know, the the museum, the appearance of the, the figure that ended up being the tall man at the time I did not know was the tall man. And then also mm-hmm. the fact that the FBI had an inside person. And that this is one of the key points where they decided that I was worth keeping on their radar. I think with those information, Alvin's also like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Ink Mr. Blue looks gravely at all of you. Uh Uh-oh. And says, we thought he was dead. Ooh. Oh, damn. (laughs) Uh, Who? I believe. Who? Who is he? Who, who is Pension for tricks. Poor sense of humor. Enjoys playing the violin. You said the portrait was called the Sublime Intemperance? Uh-huh. The Montebank. The sublimely intemperate Montebank who plays the world has his fiddle. Ooh. One of the first Wishbringers. <gasps> oh, damn. oh, shit. JR, you left Voldemort out. Oh, shit. <laughs> Um, we, we've got the, uh, envelope still, right? With his, with the thing written in it. I assume you do. Alvin will ask for it. Be like, the envelope. Who's got uh, the envelope? I think I had it because I was the one who yeah. made the promise. So yeah, I pull it out of my pocket or whatever and hand it over. Mr. Blue takes the piece of paper mm-hmm. and looks at it and begins to read. Weary but wakened, a light on the reverie of what once was and may yet be. Nay, the master of rings, encircling and stringing the hollow masses. Nay, the besotted, hunted, veiled in oil and parchment. Nay, a washed in indulgence, suspended in levity, weightless of being. Nay, the contrarian, unbowed and prideful in the face of unknown calamity. Truest to themselves, the sublimely intemperate Montebank, who plays the world as their fiddle. 
Wait, he expected me to write all of that? That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's I was expecting to open it up and to be like, oh, it's Bob. Okay. Bobby. All that all that is only B. like eight characters of Yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> short. What what does it no, mean? No, it's it's a approximately a paragraph in okay. yeah. this My strange God. script that Mr. Blue seems able to translate. Well, I'm glad we didn't write it because we would have been dead for sure. Yeah. Also, that. we would yeah. have absolutely mistranslated it. It would have been like <laughs> the sublime intemperance who plays cat dog green yeah. world. Yay. Pound sign. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he hands it back to UJR uh-huh. and says, I believe this to be his true name. No one has ever known it. But if this is what he wanted you to write in the registrum, I suspect it to be the truth. He wanted access to otherwhere. Why? What would have happened if we'd let yeah. him, if we'd written that? Obviously nothing good, but like what, you know, give me a worst case scenario here. And most likely case. I just kind of want to know what we beat here. Mm-hmm. None of us have seen, spoken to the Montebank in, since the ceiling. Why? He chose to stay. He said we were weak and cowardly. That we were hiding. And he wouldn't. Hmm. Hmm. So what I'm hearing is he was an asshole like all the way back then too. Okay, good to Yeah, know. that part, pretty obvious, yeah. The term may have been applied to him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, blue, way to come out swinging. <laughs> we amend his name a little bit. Yeah. As to your question of what would have happened, he's older perhaps than any kindred in otherwhere, more powerful, save maybe Morgana. Hmm. It would have been his realm. Mm. Uh. That makes sense. Uh-huh. I think it's important to tell you here, Blue, that he did say that the magic in this world was toxic. Mm-hmm. He almost seemed to imply that it was making him ill in some way or weakening him. And that's well, it's why not he the magic. To go home. It's the lack of magic. Uh-huh. Oh. We are creatures forged from magic itself. That was the great undoing of the ceiling. None of us foresaw the consequence. When magic was gone, we... We couldn't survive here. But there is some magic here. It's just... Residual magic around the seals, yes. Not enough. No. How do we get you home? Yeah, what do we do? Is there? Can we strap, like, almost like if we had a space suit, can we strap a suit and fill it with magic for you and then you have, like, recycled magic air? <laughs> Make you a little bubble of magic. Yeah. He looks down slightly and then glances at Georgiana and says, I believe I am okay for now. Aww. Is it the power of love, or is it she is like a little bit magical? Or, is or the it pact the... between them. Oh, mm, it's pact so magic. Cute. Pact magic, Aww. holding them together. Oh, Mr. Blue so blushes slightly. <laughs> a ring. It's a ring. <laughs> um... I, this is very touching. But... In all seriousness, Mr. Blue looks at you and says, there is a reason that the Montebank has survived for so long out here. Mm-hmm. Humans, magic always took a liking to you all. There's a bit of magic left in every human. 
It's why so many monsters turned carnivorous when magic was sealed away. Oh. Just curious, Mr. Blue, how close were we to like a Matrix situation? What is the Matrix? Yeah, there's going to be so many references that don't sure, click that, here. That makes sense. Like human batteries. Using uh, us for our magic, depleting us for our magic. Like a magic farm. Yes. That is what we do. Oh. In a sense. Oh, it's called Otherware. <laughs> the VR unveiling. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. The Matrix is Otherware. Oh, Mr. Blue shit. looks at you utterly confused. We'll cut. We'll get you caught up. Don't don't you? I'll worry. get the movies. I got I got copies. Okay. Blue. Very good. I can't help but wonder if we haven't let you seal your fate here. Uh, see what I did there. <laughs> uh, Georgiana laughs. Good <laughs> for the convenience of all of us. And while I don't know what can be done to remedy the situation for you, um, and I like kind of gesture to the wall of books, and I say, I seem to have a connection to the weird, uh, what you would probably call magical, as does JR here. And we literally have a research division now, so we can put this at the top of their priority list because one thing that the tall man, as we came to know him, didn't have is a team trying to help him out. I appreciate that, Constance, but I know how to survive here. I know what I have to do. Uh, um, and, it sounds and a little is, grim. You wanna? Yeah, would you care, care to elaborate? Yeah, just to give us maybe a hint. The same way the Montebank survived. The same way any kindred outside of Otherware would. Packs. Yeah. Oh. I mean, not all packs are bad. That's true. Yeah, maybe it's like, if you go get me groceries, I will let you have some of the ice cream. <laughs> oh, I was thinking <laughs> more like, magic? Uh, if you quit smoking, I'll do something nice <gasps> for you. Yeah. You could essentially, oh, this is another show you need to watch. You could essentially be Lucifer from the show Lucifer. Lucifer, the first kindred. Oh, uh, that actually explains. Well, he's a got lot. a TV show in our world. <laughs> yes, he has a TV show in our world. It's uh, oh. it's real. It's good. Season five coming out. The second mm. part. He yeah. looks very good for his age. Very good. For the time being, my bond with Georgiana seems sufficient. Aw, so cute. They Constance- both blush. Constance snaps a photo of the two of them, knowing full well that they have no idea what is happening because they've yeah, never very seen confused. A- Yeah. Do you want a picture with them? We can send it to your mom. <laughs> you know, it sounds like this may be a lot more of a long-term project than a quick fix, but is there a way to break this pact with Mr. Blah, 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 violin world thingy? The Dorian, with Dorian, Dorian. I'm just gonna call him Dorian. I mean, you know, he thought up that name himself, and because he thought up that name himself, he thinks it's a really, really good name, and it's not. This is why you don't let toddlers like name themselves, because you'd end up with a toddler that's named like Superman or like Green. So he thought up this name himself. He thinks it's really dope. (laughs) He spent a thousand years thinking up the perfect cover name. All kindred name themselves and adapt their names over time. Ah, it's yeah. not so long. 
Yeah, so we're just going to call him Dorian. Very well. But is there a way to make this go away? There are ways to circumvent pact magic. There are certain incantations that could be deployed here. But if that is indeed his full, true name, I suggest simply confronting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the name is Power. Okay. Listen, this is like a deal from a good heist movie. You got a briefcase. He's got a briefcase. He's got <laughs> magic in it. You've got a name mm-hmm. in it. You'd be like, on the count of three, we got to drop the briefcases. Slide them over. <laughs> Mr. Blue continues. There is not a soul in otherwhere or this world that knows my full true name, save for Morgana. Oh. To know a kindred's full truest name is power. Again, mm-hmm. we're in pretty yeah. strong Rumpelstiltskin territory here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Slightly yep. different, mm-hmm. but. Kind of like blackmail. Yeah, yeah, it is blackmail. That's exactly. I was like, what's the word that I'm looking <laughs> for? But like a nice, but yes, like a blackmail. good one. But like a, 100% blackmail. But like a good blackmail that the good guys do. Yeah, good guys do blackmail. Do you have experience with that, JR, blackmail? <laughs> <laughs> I look like mildly offended at both the idea that you would accuse me of exercising blackmail, but also the idea that I wouldn't be familiar with blackmail. <laughs> so, like, I, I can't choose which avenue to be a little bit more offended. But, um, well, this is all very useful information. It gives me something to think about. I think it's something we can kind of think about and plan. Mr. Blue, this is very, this is very helpful information. I believe the three of you have the best interests of this world, otherwhere, and the other worlds. At heart. Ah, other worlds. Yeah, hold on. That was very sweet until you just terrified the shit out of me. <laughs> yes, otherwise it's not the only alternative reality. I suppose I did know that from Florida, man. <laughs> Can we get you to write a testimonial for our <laughs> website? <laughs> I think you might be the first person to genuinely appreciate our services. What is a website? Oh, boy. You know what? Look, that's after you watch The Matrix. It's lower on the priority oh, yeah. list. Matrix will explain all that. Very good. <laughs> wow. Well, I didn't think that I would ever be a fan of a kindred based on our other experiences. But um, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, you are welcome to the family. You're all right, Mr. Blue. We have some introductions to make. Well... After years of guarding our realm from incursions of humanity, I have to say you're not half bad either. (laughs) As the three of you are having this rather nice moment with Mr. Blue, Mm -hmm. Georgiana suddenly doubles over Ah, with a sharp scream. I think she collapses forward out of the couch onto the floor. And as she falls to the floor, she starts clawing at her shirt and pulls it up to the point where you can see the old scar. And pulsating beneath the skin is a writhing purple orb. Ah! Oh, shh. Gross. As this happens, the doorbell rings. (laughs) Of course. I'll get it. You approach the front door and open it. And in front of you is a sharply dressed individual. They're wearing a nice gray waistcoat, and they have a a nice pocket watch and trousers. 
and bright pink slicked back hair. God damn it. And Alvin, you recognize Agent Pax. Hey, uh, the band's not here right now. Uh, if you want an autograph, you'd ha- you'll have to come back later. The band? Hmm. I figured you so were- So we have met before, yes? You don't remember? It was at the music festival. I figured you were following the- uh, uh, re- yes. The band came back with us. Everyone was super into them. It was all a big thing. They're, they're like hotshot band names all over the place. I figured you were looking for them. They came back here afterwards. I hope that our previous interactions have been positive. I mean, you were doodling and seemed upset about it. They produce a small scrap of paper from their pocket and hand it to you. It's the address to Constance's studio. I found this in my pocket. It's the only thing in there. There's a wallet, but there's nothing in there. Oh. It's the only thing I seem to have on me. And I don't remember why it's important. And I don't remember anything, actually. And your name is? I have no idea. Oh my god. <gasps>